0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.
1: Welcome to A Hero's Journey with your host, Bart Queen. Are you one of the millions of people who want to change your life but don't know where to begin? It starts with finding your voice and using your voice. Bart Queen has dedicated himself to helping you find and develop the life you were meant to lead. Now, here's your host, Bart Queen. Well, good morning to those of you on the West
2: Coast, a hearty good afternoon to those of you on the East Coast, and a great big hello to the rest of our listeners all across the world. I hope you're all beginning to enjoy some of this wonderful weather that we're experiencing here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, guys, last week, if you'll remember, we had Cassie, the communications and program manager from the empowerment plan on our show. She really gave us kind of a high-level overview of the program and the difference that they're making out there in the community. The thing that stuck in my mind with Cassie that she said that I thought was absolutely so powerful was that their organization, the Empowerment Plan, was committed to creating opportunity. And that led me to share the quote from Gandhi when Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. Our guest today, Tia, I think is a great example of being the change that she wants to see in the world, and it's a great example of what happens when an individual who is committed meets opportunity. I once, someone, I once heard someone say that their definition of luck is when determination met opportunity. I think Tia is a great example of that. Not only do I believe that now is the time, I believe that now is the time that we need to take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of us. I also believe that now is the time for us to create opportunities for others. Sometimes we, keep, we get out there and we're looking for people to minister to us, but I believe there are many, many times when we need to flip that and we must minister to others So as we listen to Tia today, guys, what I want you to do is be inspired by what this individual is doing, and I want you to take that inspiration, and I want you to become an inspiration to someone else. If there ever was an example of someone who was willing to stand in the gap, if there was ever an example of someone who was willing to bridge the gap, and if there was ever an example of someone who was willing to close the gap. I believe Tia is that example. Now, before I introduce you to her, just a couple of logistical things to remember. Don't forget we're giving away 50 keynote speeches in 2017. If your nonprofit or your organization has a need for some aspects and some skill development and some information around communication, the thing that we bring to the table, we'd love to be able to donate that keynote speech, a a half-a-day workshop, and a pre-post workshop to your organization. The value of those four pieces is is $5,000. All we're asking for is one $500 donation to Cornucopia, the cancer support center of my choice, the group that really helped me during my process. If that's of interest... Just reach out to me at bart at com. bart at com. We'll get the information needed. We'll, re- we'll reach out to your nonprofit, and we will set them up to give them our heart and soul. Now, without any further ado, I want to introduce you to Tia. Tia's been integral in the empowerment plan. She's got to experience what that organization is all about, and to top it all off, she's a brand new mom. So Tia, congratulations and welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much, Parks.
2: What a pleasure and an honor it is to speak with you today. So of course, first of all, tell us a little bit about your newborn son.
3: Well, his name is Sairan Amir and he was born January 25th. Um, weighing six pounds and 11
2: ounces. Are you getting any sleep yet? No, no whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you moms do it, but you always seem to do it. So Tia, yes, it tell us. Natural. Tell us a little bit about just how you got involved with the empowerment plan.
3: Um, Well, I was in um, a shelter. Um, The name of the shelter was COTS. Um, It's located downtown Detroit. And um, I was in there for four months before I was introduced to Veronica Scott. And um, she's uh, she's the founder of the Empowerment Plan. She came in and she did interviews one day, and um, that's how I was introduced to the Empowerment Plan.
2: Well, tell me. Obviously, it struck a chord. Something sh- struck your interest about that. Tell us a little bit more.
3: Well, um, just sitting in the meeting with Miss Veronica Scott and two of the two of her uh, former workers, I I liked um, how they described the job and how it was an opportunity for me to help other people that were in my same position. So that kind of um, struck something in me that made me want the job. Um, Once he described it a little more about what we would be doing and the pay, then it caught my attention because I needed um, to be financially stable in order to get out of the shelter. So um, after the interview, the group interview, I walked up to Ms. Veronica Scott and I told her not to forget my face and um, that I'll be seeing her again.
2: And how long after that did you actually get involved in the empowerment plan?
3: Um, I believe it was a couple of days after the group interview um, and I received a call from their HR manager, Leo Cooley, and um, he told me that he wanted me in for a, a second interview.
2: Now, as you were thinking through this process from where you were at in the shelter, had you been looking at other jobs?
3: Um, No, not at the time. I wasn't looking for other jobs only because my focus was on my education. I have wanted to complete my GED um, and I had also got accepted to a college to take college courses while preparing to uh, take my GED. So I was into schooling.
2: Now did I did I understand in our previous conversation, Tia, that that you have other children besides this new one?
3: Yes, I have I have other children. I have a girl. Um, who's seven, a son who's five, and uh, my baby just turned
2: one years old, February 1st. So you and your whole family were, were, you were in the shelter, you're trying to get your education going, and this opportunity comes up for you to actually work for the empowerment plan. Now, did, what was kind of going through your mind or what were you thinking about this opportunity?
3: Well, um, actually, my my family wasn't with me um, at the shelter. I had sent my children to stay with their father. Um, At the time, I was not married, so my husband wasn't with me neither. Um, So the opportunity that I was looking for was, um, like I said, to get financially stable and also to get my children back. I sent them to live with their father, um, who stayed in Saginaw. So my goal, my main priority, were my children and to be back with them.
2: Tia, can you share with us a little bit about really what what got you to the shelter? Sure.
3: Um, maybe a year prior to uh, me going to the shelter, I ran across an old friend who um, told me that she could get me a nice house because I was wanting to move out of my mother's house. And I agreed to go and look at the house, and she showed it to me. And the only thing was that she told me that I would be... um, It wouldn't be my home. It would be someone else's home, but I would be subleasing. And it's something that I really wanted for me and my children. So at the time I had my five-year-old and, um, I had my seven-year-old. They, of course, they weren't that age at the time, but, um, I just, I wanted my own and I wanted them to have their own. So I agreed to sublease. I paid her the money and she paid the leasing office. And, um, now what I know was not right and illegal. Um, you know, is what got me into trouble. She came back one day and she wanted her home back in the middle of winter. And she told me that me and my kids had to go.
2: So that's what we did. Well, you know, Tia, Cassie shared a lot about how a lot of times the people in the shelter ended up there just for a variety of reasons and they, you know, of no fault of their own, and it's interesting the steps that we take to get us where we're at. Thank you for sharing that very very much. What I wanted our listeners to understand and relate to was just how you got there and then more importantly how you've moved forward as a result of the empowerment plan. So you're you're in the shelter now, you're 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 working toward your education, you're trying to make these steps to get you out of there, and here comes Veronica Scott. <clears throat> what did you think might be the obstacles that would hold you back?
3: Um, I really had quite a few obstacles that I felt were holding me back. Um, one uh, being my uh, lack of education. Um, secondly, I didn't have transportation, and also, I've, I've had jobs in the past, but they were like small jobs here and there—J.C. Penny, Walmart—but I never held a job, you know, for years to have enough work experience. So um, I thought maybe, you know, I wouldn't be qualified.
2: It's always interesting to me, too as I listen to folks and as I hear their stories, and even for myself at times, how we think our past holds us back from our future. I think most of the time, just out of my experience in my own personal life, I do more of holding myself back than other people do. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Tia, we're going to take a break and we come back from this break. I would love for you to go into that just a little bit more. Share share how you overcame those obstacles. That'll inspire other listeners who are in the same place you are, Tia, to learn from you. So hang with us, guys, and we'll see you after the break.
4: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
1: You are listening to A Hero's Journey with Bart Queen. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141 feel free to send Bart an email as well. The address is bart at bartqueen.com. Now, back to A Hero's Journey. Well, welcome back to our show. This is the second
2: show in a series that we've been doing around the empowerment plan. Last week, if you remember, guys, we had Cassie on, the communications and program manager, who was telling us all about the empowerment plan and what they're doing. Now, the Empowerment Plan is about really two things. They are creating jackets that become sleeping bags for folks who are out in the cold or need warmth. And at the same time, they're creating job opportunities where people can come in and actually work in the manufacturing of these coats. Now, they're distributing these coats in 48 states across the United States and they're about to expand their distribution. It is a phenomenal story. Now, this organization is part of the 2016 CNN Hero lineup. Today, we have Tia on our show, who's someone who's been through the program, actively in the program, and now participating in the program as a leader. So, if you're just joining us, welcome. Now, Tia, when we left off on on our last segment, you were telling us a little bit about the obstacles that you were facing. And you mentioned two. One was the lack of education and one was the lack of transportation. Share with us a little bit about how for you in Detroit that created a struggle point. Well, I feel like
3: my lack of education um, created a struggle for me because not only do you need an education in order to get accepted um, here in Detroit, you need experience. You need that um, that knowledge, you know, and you can't make it really far. A lot of people look at your background and, and see that you don't have a lot of schooling then
2: they automatically look at you and say, oh, well, this is a failure. Well, we can definitely judge a book by its cover. We know that. But we definitely know that there are very many successful people out in the world, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, who never completed their college education. So we know it can be done. Now, where are you at in the process of your education now?
3: Well, now um, I've completed my GED through a program called Detroit Pro Literacy through the Empowerment Plan, and I'm starting my college courses the summer of 2017.
2: Well, tell us what you're going to be studying.
3: Um, My hopes and dreams are to become a part of the CSI. Um, I'm just infatuated with it, and I would love to become a crime scene investigator. So I'm going to be studying um, to become a CSI worker, and also I'm looking into forensics.
2: Well, what, what inspired you to think through that?
3: Well, I always wanted to help people besides making coats for the homeless, I feel a big problem here, not only in Detroit, um, Michigan, but in other cities and states. um, There's a problem with crime rate, and um, there's a lot of people that's being murdered, and their murders are um, unsolved, and their families have no closure at all, so I feel like I'll be able to help someone get that closure, you know.
2: Now, have you had an opportunity to maybe go out and do a ride-along of any sort or really get your hands out there and figure out whether you're going to like it or not? No,
3: I haven't did that as of yet. Actually, there's a, a minister at my church who is a police officer and... He has offered um, he has offered my cousin an opportunity to go out and ride with him. So I was I was trying to um, see if I could get in where I fit in and maybe I could get a ride along as well.
2: Well, that'll be a wide opening experience for you when you get that opportunity. Having spent some time early in my life in law enforcement, the the experience of being out there and doing it is completely different than a lot of times what we maybe see on television or what we have in our head. That's for sure at least it was for me. All right, so you you've you've done a great job. You've got your GED. Congratulations to you for that and you're you're set for school. Tell us about a little bit more about the steps through the empowerment plan that helped you achieve that.
3: Thank you. Um... Thank you so much. Well, um, when I first started in the empowerment plan, they were always asking, what what else can we do to help? Um, what else can we do to, uh, you know, allow you to go further than just this? And I've, my uh, comeback was always, you know, I want to get my GED. I want to further my education. I know there's more. I want more for myself and my children, I, I just want to get my GED. And so, um, what happened was they end up meeting someone and networking with people and the company offered to come and work with us. Um, they offered to come twice a week and it was free of charge. And, um, I just, I thought that was awesome because it is never uh, an opportunity for you to continue your education while you're already in a job and the job is providing that for you. Like I've never, ever experienced that.
2: Well, it's, it's definitely hard when you're trying to work full time, take care of your children as well as go to school how did you develop the discipline and the school habits you needed to get your studies done?
3: Well, that was very hard for me considering the fact that I was supposed to graduate in the year of 2009. Um, A lot of things that um, I learned back in high school, I forgot because it had been so long. So much time had passed and, I wasn't studying. I wasn't preparing my brain to um, go back all the way to 2009 and do math problems. Um, it was very difficult for me, but once I had a goal in my mind and I stuck with it, then I was able to uh, change my studying habits and listen a little more. And and to be able to concentrate on the things that the teachers were teaching, which allowed me to finally get my GED after
2: uh, two tries. And now you're headed off to tell us about the college that you're going to start in the summer.
3: Well, the college that I'm going to start in the summer is um, Macomb Community College which is located in Wayne City. It's not too far from Detroit. Um, I don't know too much about it, but I'm going to start my research. It's just being a mom of four children now. It has taken a lot of my time and focus.
2: Do they have a kind of a criminal science program there that you can get in?
3: Yes. Yes. The reason I chose that college was because um, they have one of the best uh, criminal and science programs um, that's around this area.
2: And how long how long is the program?
3: The program that I would like to get into is four years. Um, however, if I want to go further into... Um, that field I will have to go a little bit longer well the
2: interesting thing about education those four years are going to pass no matter what so how cool is it that you're working toward that now do you want to stay in the Detroit area or would you like to be able once you've got that degree under your belt be able to go somewhere else
3: I would love to travel um I love my city. I've been here, born and raised, Um, but I believe that the world is way far too broad to just stay in one spot forever. Um, The only thing that is holding me, I'm not going to say holding me back, but keeping me here is my job and my church home.
2: Well, it sounds like when we go back to the obstacles, the very first one you mentioned was this lack of education. It sure sounds like over the last couple of years, you've overcome that obstacle.
3: Yes, um, I would like to think so. I know I have ways to go, but um, yes, I, I did complete what I set out for. One
2: of my favorite favorite little personal sayings is to set your mind and keep it set and don't let anything get in the way of achieving what you wanted to. You've definitely done that. It's absolutely amazing. So now I want to get into a little bit about some of the other ones. Now, you mentioned that you had kind of a lack of experience, that you had a little bit of work experience. I think you said Walmart and maybe a couple other little retail places. So, when we come back from this next break, Tia, if you'd be gracious enough, share with us a little bit about the experience you've gained working at the Empowerment Plan, working in the manufacturing floor, and how that's helped you. So, guys, hang with us, and we'll be back after this break.
4: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
0: Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
4: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
1: You are listening to A Hero's Journey with Bart Queen. To reach our show today, please call in to one 346 9141 Again, that's one 346 9141 Feel free to send Bart an email as well. The address is bart at bartqueen.com. Now, back to A Hero's Journey. Well, welcome back to the show, guys. If you're
2: just joining us, this is the second show in a series we've been doing around CNN Heroes of the Empowerment Plan. Our guest today is Tia. Tia has been a member of the Empowerment Plan, experienced the Empowerment Plan, and is now well on her road to success. And she's been sharing her journey with us. Tia, just before we took this last break, you had reviewed how you've overcome the obstacle of a lack of education. And we were just beginning to banter a little bit about your lack of experience. So before we get into what you're doing at the Empowerment Plan, share a little bit more again about kind of where you were from an experience level out there in the marketplace as far as working. Well,
3: as far as my experience um, and working, um, I had a few jobs. Uh, to name a few, Walmart, JCPenney, um, Sears. However, I I could never keep a job long enough um, in order to create something uh, spectacular for a resume, for someone to look at because of uh, my babysitting situations. So I would never work past four to six months.
2: All right, so we're, in those situations, were you just out on the retail floor? Yes. Okay. Did you like that type of work, or or were you just really kind of thinking I needed a job?
3: <clears throat> Actually, um, I'm not going to say that I love what I did, but I did enjoy um, being able to communicate with all the customers, and I love to work fast-paced, so it kind of kept me on my toes to do retail, Um, but majority of my reasons for being there was because I needed a job to support my children.
2: Well, it sounds like to me in each one of those places that you would have gathered a huge amount of customer service experience.
3: Yeah, I I did, but most of the jobs that um, paid enough that I, would look, that I was looking into, um, customer service had nothing to do with it.
2: Well, why would you say that?
3: Um, mainly because I like to work in the background. I like to work in quiet areas. Yes, I did enjoy being with the people, but it was because I had to do it, so I learned to enjoy what I did but it wasn't something that I preferred to do. So I would apply for an office position, trying to be a receptionist or something with um, little or no experience. And I don't think that that had anything to do with dealing with a lot of people, not as much in the retail. Mm
2: -hmm. Do you feel like you're, more of a back-of-the-house kind of person than a front-of-the-house?
3: Uh, well, with this job, with the empowerment plan being a part of my life, now I feel like I came out of my shell a lot. I used to be the laid-back type of person, always stay quiet to myself. Um. I feel like this job has pushed me out of my shell and allowed me to... Step out and be maybe the person that was hiding behind a lot of things.
2: If if we could go back to those days, what would you have felt like was your strength? If you were at a job interview and I said, What's the number one strength you bring to the table? What would you have said to me?
3: Uh probably my attitude. I'm good under pressure.
2: And now, at where you're at and the distance you've traveled, the transformation that you've gone through, what would you say is your strength now?
3: Now, I would probably say my voice. You know, um, although I had the attitude... To uh, maintain control in the horrible situation, I didn't have the voice because I wasn't confident enough in myself. But now I feel like working with the empowerment plan and being drugged out of my shell, it forced me to realize that I do have a voice. And it gives me opportunities to speak up, not only for myself, but for others as well.
2: Did you, by chance, happen to watch the Grammys at all last night?
3: No, I'm so sad that I missed
2: it. Well, you just said something that on the show last week with Cassie I shared. I I brought it back up only because you shared this. Last night in the Open, Jennifer Lopez said this, which just echoes you finding your voice. She said, at this point in history, our voices are needed more than ever. As Toni Morrison once said, this is precisely the time when we must go to work. There is no time for despair, no place for self-pity, no need for silence, and no room for fear. We do language, and that's how civilizations heal. Tia, congratulations to you for finding that you have a voice and knowing that your voice counts. Just from my experience, you sharing your story about the struggles you've had, how you've overcome, you will become a hero in someone else's life as they hear this. And they're going to say, if Tia can do it, then I can do it. And you will be amazed at how you've helped other people. Congratulations to you for taking the time to do that. Thank you. Well, share with us, you said now your strength would be that you have your confidence in yourself. Share with us as you worked at the Empowerment Plan how you got your voice, how you got your confidence, and give us a couple examples. Well,
3: um, working with the Empowerment Plan... Just going in for my first interview, they made it very, very clear that the media would be involved. They shared a few stories of when the media came in, like newspaper um, article writers for magazines, people like that, and um, different, different television shows that came in and filmed. But I'm like, okay, well, maybe I missed out on that because I was still, like, kind of shy when I came in. So I thought maybe even if they came, i would probably be in the background somewhere. They'll probably just get, my, like, a snippet of my face or something. So I wasn't that nervous about it. Um, however, uh, my first experience with the camera, it was way more than what I expected. Um I wasn't in the background. They actually wanted to interview me, and they were way up close in person. Uh, so I felt like, not that it was forced on me, because I agreed to it, but I felt like I, you know, I had to answer the questions. I had to share my story because I, I wanted other people to get it and understand that just because you're in a situation now, you don't have to be in a situation that you're in, or there is better out here.
2: Well, that's awesome. If you felt comfortable in front of the, cano- the camera in an interview, that's, that's incredible. You probably should exercise that skill set just a little bit more in telling your story. <laughs> well, now... If I if I understand correctly, you're, are you a supervisor there now, or you're part of the management, or you're guiding things? Tell us about that.
3: No, actually, um, I'm not a part of the the supervising team, or I'm not managing anyone. However, um, they have just recently gave me a new opportunity to um, help with emails. So like when we're really busy or when the holidays are coming and we get a load of emails, I believe they had over 5,000 emails um, just a couple months ago, and I was very, very excited to be a part of the team to um, get those emails down and get those co-orders out
2: and, and sent to the people who wanted them. Well, that, that's kind of part of that admin type of work that you seem to enjoy so much.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like um, in the background, it was quiet, it was peaceful, um, yet I was still doing doing something that was helping other people. So I was like really excited about it. We got to listen to music in the back and it, it was it was really nice. It was different from being on a production floor.
2: Well, now, you d- did you spend some time out on the production floor?
3: Oh, yeah. Um, 8.30 to 5 o'clock, Monday through Friday.
2: That's, that's where I am. Now, are you still there?
3: At the empowerment place?
2: No, on the production floor.
3: Oh, yes, yes. The, the emails were just like, um, I told them that I wanted to do something different. I, I felt like, um, you know, I had been on a production floor. I have been on a production floor for almost four years now. So I just, I wanted to still be a part of the company, but I wanted to try my skills that I'm learning in a different, um, position. I just, I wanted to do something else. And, um, they offered me to, to do the emails for maybe a couple months, um, but primarily my job is to sew. I'm still a seamstress on a production floor.
2: Well, what are the what what would you say are the top three things that you probably learned being out there on that floor for a length of time now?
3: Well, for one, I learned um, to be in front of the cameras, how to respond. Um, I learned how to sew because I had absolutely no sewing skills whatsoever when I walked into those doors. And um, I learned how to work as a team because I was so used to being by myself in the background.
2: Well, those are those are two great, awesome lessons. So, guys, we're going to take one more break. Hang with us, and when we come back, we'll get more of Tia's wonderful story. Hang with
4: us now. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
1: You are listening to A Hero's Journey with Bart Queen. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. Feel free to send Bart an email as well. The address is bart at bartqueen.com. Now, back to A Hero's Journey.
2: Well, guys, welcome back to the show. We've been listening to Tia share her wonderful story of going to all the challenges that she had to getting involved in the empowerment plan. And now, well on her way to some tremendous success. So, Tia, you told us a little bit about your lack of education, how you've progressed through that and now have your GED and you're headed off to college here in the summertime. You talked about your lack of experience and you felt like the number one thing you brought to the table was just your attitude. And now you're coming to the table with your voice, confidence in yourself, and your ability to get things done. Tia, if you could really write the script if you could do absolutely anything you wanted to do no money holding you back no skill sets holding you back no people holding you back what would be that ultimate dream job that you'd be looking for
3: Mm. that's a pretty tough question because my mind uh, wanders far out so uh, I really can't say that I have the answer to that question as of now, but I know, I know deep down in my heart that it will be helping someone or a lot of people. I, I just know I will be helping a lot of people.
2: If you could think out of your experience thus far from where you, are, where you were to where you are now, what would be the number one thing Way do you think you could help people today, based on your experience and your story?
3: I think um, that Genosco knowledge is the best, um, the best solution or answer to helping someone else. Because if you haven't been through what that person is facing or what they could be facing, then i don't know—I don't think your advice. Um, is as as strong or helpful as, you know, someone who's been there, someone who experienced it. So I think that my experience will help a lot of people.
2: Tia, one of my favorite old pieces of wisdom is this, that we comfort people with the comfort we have been comforted with. And that's just what you described, how out of all your experience, how you can help someone. No different than for myself out of my experience and my struggles and my pains, how can I help someone or or no different than Cassie and her struggles and her pains and how she reaches out to help people. I've truly found that there are four types of people. There is group number 1 those people who never search out why they're here what their purpose is what their gifts are and they're kind of going they're going to go 0 to 60 in life they're going to be born they're going to zoom through it and they're going to die and you probably would never even know that they were here There are some folks who search out their purpose they want to live out their life gift But it eludes them. It's like a mystery, something mystic, and they never figure it out. Then there's the third group who seek it out, and they find it, but they live in fear. Fear of failure, fear of people laughing at them, fear of not being able to accomplish what they want. I know that group so well, Tia, because I lived in that bucket for such a long period of time in my life. And then the fourth group are those folks who search out their purpose, their gift, their strength. They find it and then they live it out. Those are the people that we always see most successful. And I can definitely say from my experience and listening to you, you're, you're in that fourth group. You're well on your way to living out that gifts that you uniquely bring to the table. So, what's what's next? Say, what do you see next in the in the next eighteen months? What is it you want to accomplish? Um,
3: I would love to um, start school and, and just stay really focused on that one thing. Um, I would like to be successful at it. I don't want to just start school just to say. Well, I've got my GED and I started school and now I'm in college. I, I just really want to be successful. Um, I want to get good grades. I, I would love to make um, the dean's list. I would love to have a great GPA all through.
2: And what about with your family?
3: With my family, um, our goal right now is to take a trip. So um, that would be wonderful. As a child, I never really got to go a lot of places outside of Michigan, maybe once or twice. But I would love to take my children um, just out of state. It doesn't matter where. We can just get in the car and drive.
2: Where would be the ideal place that children would like to go?
3: Disneyland, of course.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I, I should have known the answer to that question, Tia. Now, Tia, tell me how how old they are again.
3: My daughter is seven years old. My I have a son who's five years old, and I have a toddler whose birthday just passed, and he turned one. Now I have a
2: two-week-old. Well, you got the full range. <laughs> I can I can only imagine what the seven, the five, and the one-year-old, how much they would be, enjoy being the happiest place on earth. How cool would that be?
3: Oh, I'm sure they are dreaming about it.
2: <laughs> I have no doubt that you'll get them there. Tia, it's its just been an absolute delight that you shared your life with us. Thank you for sharing your story, and thank you for being so inspiration to all all the people that will be following in your path. You know, when I opened up the show today, I said that now is the time. And now is the time for us to find our voice. Now is the time for us to gain our confidence. And now is the time for us to move forward. If you've been listening today and you've been hearing Tia's story, I want you to take your story just the way Tia has and inspire others. Your voice counts and your gift counts. Now is the time to stand up. Now is the time to bridge the gap. Now is the time to close the gap. Now is the time for each one of us to say, here I am, send me. I'm willing to make a difference. Guys, thanks for spending an hour of your week with us. Thank you, Tia, for being a part. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Have an awesome week, guys, and stay inspired.
1: Thanks again for tuning in to A Hero's Journey. Bart Queen will be back next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be sure to join us again next week in order to let your life speak.
0: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.